Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, we're ready to go. Are you ready to go? You can watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Reading this here from Mary Kay Cabot. She writes for the Browns. Uh, This is cut-down day, by the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Broncos will probably be making more announcements of cuts as the morning goes on. Right now, there has been nothing. But I love what Baker Mayfield um, told Cynthia Freeland and said about um, the opening game against the Browns, Panthers against the Browns. I'm going to blanking them up in the opener. He is ready to go for that. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone is talking about Russell Wilson going to Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. I think people are forgetting about Baker Mayfield, who has a real chip on his shoulder, maybe a little bit of an anger issue after the way it ended in Cleveland with the Panthers playing Cleveland. Yeah, no question. I, I wish it was in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, it's in Charlotte. Um, and then you've got also the Bills and the Rams, all on opening. Great stories. Fantastic. By the way, have you noticed that the Aaron Donald swinging of two helmets thing has just, just suddenly... kind of gone away, yep. hasn't it? Amazing. It's nice and quiet. Yep, because yeah. it happens to be the opener. Sure. All right, time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, Broncos have a new punter. How much does that really register? With you, and at least enough that um, Sam Martin was a top five punter statistically last year, yep. and that the Broncos were willing to part with him. Um, what does that mean in the grand scale of things? Do you have a guy um, that you feel can replace him and be a top five punter? Not necessarily, but you've got to have a guy, as we talked about in the first hour, that can still flip the field and that can enhance your kicking game. I hope that they've got a guy um, that they feel can do this. I'm not sure what they've seen, but I maybe am not as locked in on the punters as I should be. I felt bad about it yesterday, think, when this started to come down the, the pike, thinking, you know, I'm out there every single day. I watch virtually everything. But one thing I don't watch generally are the punters. Right. I mean, I admit it. I mean, we see McManus all the time because at the end of drills, he's nailing 60-yard field goals and stuff like that. But I very rarely watch the punters. Shame on me. Well, you don't have to really watch the punter. You just have to kind of really watch the game. Right. Are you you shanking it? Are you giving good field position? Are you giving bad field position? I mean, a punter in a lot of ways is viewed like a long snapper. Mm -hmm. You only notice when he makes a mistake. Yeah. Which the long snapper did in the game on Saturday. And the same thing. Oh, yeah. uh, a kicker. He's he's just a kicker. Well, t- tell tell that to me when you're down by two and you're kicking a thirty five year thirty five yard field goal right. for a game winner with two seconds. To exactly. Go. And same thing with punting. It it is important. Listen, I, I'm going to trust the Broncos me staff too. on this. Uh, I hope it wasn't strictly about money. Uh, money certainly played a role. Anybody that believes money had nothing to do with it is incredibly naive. We'll see how good this guy is. 
Um, looking at roster cuts, what do you think that they will do at the wide receiver position? Because really, that is the position group where they're going to have to make some decisions. But you and I flushed this out a little bit in the first hour. I think it's a pretty easy decision on what to do as we sit here today, but it wasn't as easy of a decision four days ago. No, the injury to Johnson allows them space to put him on the pup, Injured, open IR, whatever. Right. And, and yeah, however they choose to do it, right. right. They can protect him and they can put him on a list. And it, in some cases it doesn't count towards your final 53, uh, et cetera, opens up another spot. Um, but there's going to be an odd man out. There's going to be someone that we have talked about somewhat glowingly that will likely wind up on the practice. Exactly. Block. And, 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 but that's okay. And that's fine. It, it, at the end, you still have access to that. Jalen Virgil. Jalen Virgil is uh, probably going to be that guy. This is a guy that I, uh, his speed is stunning. You like him a ton. I do. And I like that he's 6'1". Yes. And he runs as fast as a Hamler or a Montreal Washington. Not in a foot race. Probably not straight line speed, but football football speed. Yeah. He's got plenty of speed. I agree. I'm not, I'm not suggesting... One is Carl Lewis and the other one is me. Okay, <laughs> they're, they're they're pretty. I mean, honestly, is there really a difference between a four point three and a four point three nine? Yes, there's a difference, but it's still freaking fast. Oh my gosh! And absolutely. The, and again, the guy is six foot one. I think I just think Jalen Virgil winds up going through waivers. By the way, I'll tell you where I think Sam Martin winds up. He's going to be a Buffalo Bill. Well, that makes the most sense, doesn't it? Sure it does. I mean, Sam Martin is probably sitting there thinking, well, if I'm going to get cut, then this is probably a really good time to do it because Buffalo's sitting there with nobody. Nobody. And they made a cut last week before they had to end up parting ways with uh, Ariza. So, yeah, they're they're in desperate need. Okay. He'll be he'll be in work today, won't he? Yeah, give me one guy that people are going to scratch their heads and say, "Man, I can't believe." That. Malik Reed will be probably the to me the yeah. biggest headliner, yeah. the most identifiable guy that has done the most for the Broncos. You don't want to lose guys like this because they can play. They've proven it. They've got a track record. He is uh, on a contract year. He becomes an unrestricted. He becomes an unrestricted free agent. Uh, and he's a guy that is in a deep room, probably in the back end of the pack. And you could still be good at the back end of the pack. If you think Jonathan Cooper's the, the number five guy in this room, and I think he might be a little ahead of Benito, quite frankly, right. but be that as it may, uh, they're deep in this room. They've got, they've got plenty of guys in this room. Listen. You look at what they have for cap space left. So they just saved 1.4. Mm-hmm. No Sam Martin. Save another 2.4 with, with Reed. And oh, by the way. Now you can get somebody. Well, yeah, because they're going to need to add somebody to that cornerback room. Yes, they are. And it's not like you're going to get them for free. No. So, so now you've just put, to, now you've just cobbled together close to $4 million with those two guys. And let's see what else happens maybe with a Mike Purcell. Do they pick up an inside linebacker? Are they working hard on the waiver wires? Do they add an inside linebacker as an insurance move, perhaps? Or do they, or, and or, do they add a corner? 
I'll give you an example. I, I, how do I put this? I'll give you the second headliner. Okay. I think Malik Reed will be first. I think Michael Ojemudie will be second. I do too. And so I think you got to go find a corner. That's my point. So now you have 1.4 million from Sam Martin. Mm-hmm. If it's Malik Reed, you have a little bit more there too, right? 2.4. And you're going to have to go get another corner. Yeah. For sure. What's the next position group? Well, if they see somebody on the waiver wire that they like, and he's a defensive lineman, and he's cheaper than Mike Purcell, and they've scouted him, advanced scouting, kind of like spying, mm-hmm. advanced scouting, yeah. right? Um, then maybe Mike Purcell goes. But it's hard to, you know, for people around here, like Philip Lindsay, Mike Purcell's a local guy. Yeah, that's right. And remember, there's the story behind the story, too, that will develop in the next 24 hours. Right. Everybody thinks, well, you make the cut, you get to 53, and everyone starts to breathe easier. Then then you're going through all of the guys that are, you, and you can still get three or four roster moves How would you at like, the back end. We have never talked about this. And I understand from a fan's perspective, it's all about Sunday, buy your jersey. Sure. But buy, buy a jersey, do some tailgating, and got, and people, fans, I would love to be an NFL player. How would you like to be a bubble guy today? You find out you made the roster. Right. You realized a dream. At 2 o'clock, you made the roster, and then you find out three hours later that they picked up somebody off the waiver wire at your position and now you're out of a job. That's the NFL. Could you imagine no. the high that you are going through? Remember, if you're like a four-year veteran, you know to hold your breath even if you did make the team. Right. But it's funny. I see this all, and you've been covering the NFL for a long time, as have I. We don't really see it in baseball that much or hockey or basketball. But we get the emails, and it's another roster transaction. This guy has been released. And then you see he's been brought back two days later. And then you see two weeks later he's he's been brought back. And then he's been released. He's been brought back. And to us, it's nothing more than words on a piece of paper. You're right. And we don't even look at them as people. And we don't even talk about it on the show because we really don't even know this guy. So we don't give it any attention. And we read it like it's a throwaway Let's call the guy Bill Johnson, whatever his name is. We keep seeing his name in emails every week, back and forth and back and forth. And we don't even realize this is actually a person who is whose career is now on a yo-yo. And he doesn't know when he wakes up tomorrow morning if he's going to have a job. And then when he does have a job, he doesn't know if he's going to be out of the job the next day because it's like living in L.A. And I, and I use this term all the time. You talk to somebody in L.A., they're never looking you in the eye. They're always looking over your shoulder to see if somebody better looking is coming up behind <laughs> you or somebody more important is coming up behind you. And that is the world of the NFL. And, I, and I'm not saying feel bad for athletes because they do get paid a lot of money, but there's a difference between the NFL and other sports where the money is guaranteed. But we look at a guy's name. We don't even think twice about it. But this is somebody's life. Yeah, it is. And, and it's someone's dream. And there are basically three different levels of players that come to camp on the 90-man roster. There are the guys that fill out the, the roster so that you can 
work groups, guys that may hold on to the dream of, hey, I'm in a camp, I've got a chance, but are nothing more generally than names on a line, right? Right. They're not going to make it. A lot of them probably know they're not going to make it, but they're taking a chance and they're chasing a dream. Then you've got this group of guys that you've just talked about. You've got a, you've got a core of guys that have played, can play, have been on rosters, have been on practice squads, have maybe never made the 53, but have been on practice squads. Now they think they've made the 53, and yeah. then boom, the hammer comes down three hours later. Right. That is a... common thing. What an awful way to live. Across the NFL right now. Awful way to live. Exactly. Then, of course, you've got the other guys that are pretty safe, and they don't have to worry about it. But you're right. There's a group of guys in the middle, and it's not a wide swath, but there's always two or three or four guys that fall into that category. Listen, I know we need to hit a break. I'll just give one more quick thought. How would you like to be the guy? Yes, you made a lot of guaranteed money, but your team cuts you. You're expecting... $8 $8 million this season on mm-hmm. salary. And they cut you because you make too much money. You're expecting that $8 million, And they cut you for salary reasons. We'll use Sam Martin as an example. Sure. Okay. He's getting paid, what, $2.4 million this year or whatever it is? What if nobody picks him up? Somebody will. But but let's look at an older player. Sam mm-hmm. Martin will get picked up. But let's, for the sake of argument... What if he didn't get picked up? Yeah. And he has kids that I'm not, I can't imagine he has kids who are getting ready to go to college. But the point is his family is struggling here and and, it's, and his cousin is struggling here. And he needs to support them and he needs that $2.4 million. But you're cut because you're making too much money. And then somebody says, well, we will sign you for the veteran minimum. And you're thinking, you have counted that money on your ledger, on a PL, that's on the P side. Now you got to move something to the L side. You're like, oh, my God, where'd all that money go? Yeah. Whoops. It right. happens. Coming up after the break, ESPN came out with his top 100, very different than the NFL Network's top 100. Russell Wilson made it at number 13. Two other Broncos made it. Who are they? Where are they? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman, if you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. Tis the season for football lists, and every website seems to have their own list of who's the best, right? ESPN now has its list. Top 100 players, Russell Wilson, number 13 for NFL Network. He was number 61. Justin Simmons on the NFL Network list was number 81. ESPN's list, 57. Pat Sertan was not on 
NFL Network's list. He is number 65. Of all of them, when you're comparing the two lists, which one is the most surprising? That Wilson closed a gap from 61 to 13. Simmons closed a gap from 81 to 57. Or Sertan wasn't even on the list and showed up at number 65. I'm going to go with Sertan. <laughs> Me too. I'm going to go with Sertan. Well, look. It's not like he's 89. No. He's right. He's pretty much right in the middle. Sertan is one of practices can be a grind. When you're there every single day and you're watching for various storylines and you're watching position groups and there's a certain lethargy. Now, not of practice. Of, of watching it. Patrick Sertan makes practice interesting. Watching Patrick Sertan work, watching him work on his craft, he never goes through a drill just kind of half-baked. He always goes through a drill full speed with focus, working on something, whether it's leverage here, leverage there, whatever. Whatever he's, he's always working on something always trying to get better. I love watching his thought process and his technique. The Broncos have been very fortunate to have some great safeties. Mm. Great safeties. Steve Atwater, yeah, Hall of Fame. Some believe Dennis Smith should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he'll get in. John Lynch, yeah, Hall of Fame. But he played here for four years. All Pro Bowl years, but if we're being completely honest about John Lynch, um, they weren't four Pro Bowl caliber seasons. He got in, in a lot of ways, because of name recognition. Brian Dawkins' career never really took off here because he was injured. He is a Hall of Famer. When it's all said and done, where will Simmons be on the list? Because I know you love lists of the best safeties in Broncos history. These are different kinds of lists, though. I don't oh, mind. I don't mind grouping. I don't mind grouping. So you decide what's the good list, what's the naughty list, what's the yeah. you get a present list. Yeah, I decide okay. which list I, I chair, care to read, don't it, you? What you're saying I mean, is, or, or, you, or do you just like get the book of lists what you're and read lists mm -hmm. from you know sun up to sundown? I think we all do the same what thing. What you're saying to me is, Eric, you have a right to your opinion as long as you agree with mine. No, not at all. Now I know where I stand. No, you. no, no. I think that's, that's, that's not the case <laughs> at all. All right, go ahead. Here's my deal. I think that uh, I think that he will be. I think that he's well on his way. Right. I think that he is also mm -hmm. uh, an extremely well liked and respected gentleman. Mm -hmm. He has uh, he has a great deal of social awareness. He's very conscious of the role that he plays not only on this team but in the community. He is the entire picture. So. That changes things a little bit because we see him in all of his uh, in all of his glory, right? Right. So, but but most fundamentally, as a football player, mm -hmm. he's an outstanding talent. Yep. I think he's one of the best safeties in the game right now. Right. If he is one of the best 
in his generation right. at a position, yep. he is going to be a guy yep. talked about in terms of not only as one of the best that ever played in Denver, but he's going to get borderline or better conversation about the Hall of Fame. Okay. So John Lynch, I don't know if people really consider him a Bronco, if we're being completely honest. He's a Tampa Bucket. Bay Buccaneer. Right. Brian Dawkins, obviously. He's Philadelphia. a Philadelphia Eagle. Dennis Smith, he's a Bronco. Right. Okay. Right. With that, I think that eventually, looking at Simmons' career, he will surpass eventually Dennis Smith. But I don't. It doesn't matter to me what he does for the rest of his career. <laughs> he will never surpass Steve Atwater. Well, no, Steve Atwater's the no, no. Hold on. He's the benchmark. No, he's not. No. No, he's not. Not in Denver. No, he's the benchmark in Denver. Yeah, that's and, my. That's and I, lo- I thought that's what we were talking. There, there's about. a reason why I'm saying this. I love Steve Atwater. Great guy. Silent Assassin is honestly the best nickname you can give him because, like Justin Simmons, he is so incredibly nice. Mm -hmm. And he beat the hell out of you on a football field. But looking at numbers here, or, or I should say resumes. Resumes. Justin Simmons is already a two-time second-team All-Pro. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go the Pro Bowl route. I'm just not. Fine. Now, Atwater made eight Pro Bowls. It's a popularity contest. Atwater was great early in his career, got recognition, kept getting voted in. He was also part of the all-decade team. Okay? That is significant. Make no mistake about it. As far as Simmons making an all-decade team, he will have to surpass Derwin James. Yeah. He will have to surpass Mika Fitzpatrick, and he'll have to surpass Buda Baker, which is going to be difficult. Yeah. Now, there were other great safeties back in the 1990s that Atwater got a nod over. Point is, is that for Atwater, he made two first-team All-Pro, one second-team All-Pro. Already, Simmons has two second-team All-Pros. If for some reason he gets a first-team All-Pro nod four more times in his career, giving him four and then two. And even let's say he makes an all-decade team. People will always see Steve Atwater's better. I don't care if he makes it five times. Part of that is, first of all, Steve Atwater. <laughs> There's a reason why. And oh, my I, God. I, I, I mean, Steve I, Atwater is just. I have two words. There's two, There's two words. Two words. Why Steve Atwater will always be considered a better safety than Justin Simmons. Two words. Christian Okoye. Yeah. That was his signature moment. People don't see guys picking off passes as great. They see them as really, really good, really effective, game changers. But it's the guys who hit at the safety position that are considered the best. Ball hawks don't get into that room. Unless you are a generational ball hawk where you're picking off 10 passes a year. Well, that's what differentiates. Even though Justin Simmons is good in the run game, he is good in the run game. He is. But but he doesn't deliver. He's not as big a man as Steve Atwater. He's not as... Actually, actually, height-wise he is. Height-wise, but I I don't think that you... Width-wise. And Steve Atwater was a complete... 
And I think Justin Simmons is too, but in different ways. Steve well, Atwater. One's free, listen, one's a free safety, one's a strong safety. Right. That, that, that's all you have to you know. Bet that's it. Right. And that's exactly right. Simmons is a great center fielder. Yeah. He is physical. Super smart. Great in the community. Great. I, his football IQ is off the charts. But the point is, people remember hits. They don't remember interceptions. Well, unless it comes in a key moment in a playoff game. And also, Steve Atwater had the advantage of being on good Broncos teams. Fair. Great Broncos defenses. Right. And Justin Simmons has been great point. A, has been a, a the best player on a very good unit, but not a playoff unit, not a championship unit. I think a lot can change with with Justin Simmons yep. and the perception of him historically, depending on what happens here in the next three or four years. And I think he's mindful of that. Coming up after the break, Broncos have a new president that we met yesterday. Wow. Impressive guy. So we're going to talk about him. How impressed are you? Also, he was asked about the jerseys. What color? <laughs> what color costume should they wear? And what decal should they wear on their helmet? I teased it earlier on in the show today. If you believe the Broncos should wear orange as their primary color, and you believe that D should be on their helmet, you are a loser. And I mean that literally. And fig- well, not literally, but figuratively. You are a loser if you believe orange should be the primary color, D should be on the helmet. I will explain. I'm not just going to throw it out there and walk away. We'll, we'll talk about it next. Appreciate those nights and those dreams. But my friend, I sacrifice. You know, the day destroys the night. Night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide. Break on through to the other side. Break on through. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning, Tron. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. New Broncos president, Damani Leach, met the media yesterday. And I think it's fair to say, for those sitting in the room, the jaws were on the floor. No question about it. Very impressive. And just the latest rollout of this impressive winning attitude, cachet, history, whatever you want to call it. You've been around the Broncos a lot longer than I have. Yep. Now, we don't know how this is all going to equate to wins. Right. That remains to be seen because right now it's George Payton. Basically, it's his job, and he's going to run the football operation. I frankly feel good about that. But just in terms of impressive people from owners, ownership, to administrative people, to coaches, even players in the in the program, I suppose, to some degree. 
pretty impressive group of humanity that they've got rolling right now, isn't it? Uh, I agree. I'm going to throw something else at you. You want to talk about an organization that has bucked the norm. Yes. That has bucked the norm when it comes to minorities. Very much so. Oh, no, no. I mean throughout the entire organization. Yes, very much so. And I'll start at the top, and I will work my way down. So I understand that the Walton Penner Group is not a minority, right? But then you have three minority owners right after that who, by the way, were in the game day program for the game against the Vikings. Right. All of them. Very rarely do you have minority owners in the game day program. Which is just so cool. So they're all there. So that's ownership. Okay? That's ownership. President. Black. Defensive coordinator. Special teams coordinator. Black. Uh, Quarterback. Black. Ready for this? Punter is black. We've talked a lot about that Top punter today. To bottom. <laughs> I mean, they have. And listen. Yeah. And these people, these minorities, are not there. You, you can make the case if you want to be cynical. Was it a minority hire? They're qualified. Of course, they all are. of them are. This, this wasn't an affirmative action move for the new president. The this guy is knows, about getting better. That's right. Bingo. So they have checked every box where historically you don't have a black punter on the uh, roster. Oh, by the way, you want me to add another one? What if Josh Johnson makes the team? Yeah. Two black quarterbacks and a black punter. Has that ever happened in the history of the NFL? I doubt it. Greg Penner, yesterday, we have said from the start that diversity is really important to us. That's diversity of experiences, perspective, background, ethnicity, all of that is what makes us better. With that. Well said. With that. uh, The new president was asked about jerseys and decals on helmets. You and I are very much in agreement that I don't refer to them as jerseys or uniforms. I refer to them as costumes and trousers and blouses. I don't care how you're dressed. I know fans really get excited about it because they want to buy the new jersey and, and they get all into it. I don't care. Just win. And you know what? The jersey you win in is the jersey that I want. So, so the new president, Damani Leach, was asked about this. He said, I think you've got to try and balance history and tradition. And, and I'm with you on that. Let me tell you the history and tradition behind the predominant color orange. The Broncos have been to eight Super Bowls. In the five that they just didn't lose, but got their doors blown off and embarrassed. Again, I'll repeat it. Broncos country got embarrassed in all five. They were either wearing predominantly orange or they had the D on the helmet. In the three that they won, they were wearing white or navy blue, and there was a Bronco on the helmet. This is the equivalent of a woman getting married, and she's in this beautiful wedding dress, and she was so excited to wear it. And on the wedding night, she walks upstairs to the room, and the groom just happens to be in bed with the maid of honor. Well, let me ask you, if you're going to get married again, 
You wearing that dress or are you burning it? You should not want the Broncos to wear orange. They just get embarrassed in that color. You don't want them to have the D on their helmet. That is, you know what the D stands for? Destroyed. Wow. I had no idea that there was such a strong connection to performance and result in a big game based on what you're wearing. Now, granted, because they wore that color and because they had that decal on the helmet doesn't mean they lost because of it. I am not suggesting that. The fashion faux pas wasn't the wasn't their demise. What I'm saying is you have a large enough sample size <laughs> in 8 Super Bowls that maybe orange shouldn't be the color that you want to wear. Go with blue. You just happen to have a better history. Doesn't mean you're going to lose if you wear orange, but you're 0 for freaking 5. So and if- you're 3 and 0 wearing a different helmet and not wearing orange. Boy, the last time I remember the Broncos wearing orange in a Super Bowl, the game was over on the first snap. Yeah. And how did they look running around the field like a bunch of creamsicles getting their asses kicked? Wow. Well, Craig Penner has thought about this too. The main thing I've learned in a few weeks, three weeks on the job, is that there are a lot of opinions on uniforms. Right. I have not formed any yet. Okay, I'm going to ask both of you, okay, uh, talking about Zach and Alex. Forget about the Broncos. Forget about the Broncos. Alex, uh, uh, come on up here real Zach, so I want to ask both of you. Zach, you start. Just off the top of your head, your three favorite colors. Just off the top of your head. Honestly, blue's up there. I think red's a pretty great color, uh, and and I'm actually a fan of orange. I think it's fun. I think it's it's, not, it's not what I asked. Give me your three favorite colors: blue, red, and what? Orange, orange. sucks. Okay, come on. Okay, in in your wardrobe, in your regular wardrobe, do you have a lot of blue? Lots of lots of blue. A lot lot of red, probably. You were yeah, you know, time. I don't have a lot of like bright green and yellow combos either. But okay. the Packers uniforms are okay. nice. Okay, uh, Alex, you're next. I'll go blue, red, and green. Yeah. Mm. What guy says, I love the color orange? Do you know anybody that has said, I got to get me some orange? No. I got to have some orange. Men like blue. Like navy blue. Like a color that you win Super Bowls in. Or dark green. Why Why don't you want orange in your wardrobe, but you want somebody else to wear it as a costume on a field when all they do is continually get embarrassed. I don't know. These are the things that I really need to take time to contemplate. Women like orange more, and that's great. Hmm. But orange is synonymous with losing in this town in big games. There's only one so orange that I like. How about this one? The burnt orange of Texas. I love that color. I love so I. that orange. I do, too. That one, I do too. I'm all good about. Right. The rest of them, mm-mm. No. Yeah. No. We have a big enough sample size with eight Super Bowls. One is 0-5. One is 3-0. and Why do you want to risk going 0-6? for What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? Jimmy G is staying put in the Bay Area, at least for this season. And how big was the crowd at Arthur Ashe Stadium last night to see Serena? That's on the other side on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. And I can't 
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman, if you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public. Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guy, Eric Cook, at Farmers Insurance. I've been working with Eric for probably going on a decade now. Uh, he does commercial, auto, home, life. Also does health insurance as well. And that is the one-stop shopping that you should really want out of someone who does your insurance with that. Good morning, Eric. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing this morning? So with all the stuff that you do, how are you able to fold in health insurance as well? Well, health insurance, uh, you know, kind of fits naturally with what we do. Um, we look at your auto, we look at your home, make sure we have all your coverages correct, and then take a look at your health insurance as well, because those are important coverages that you need to look at and try to understand how to use those coverages. You know, a lot of people don't fully understand how to use their plan, so they just avoid it, and they're paying for something that they're just not using. The one thing I really like working about you is you put everything in autopilot for me. When my health insurance came up, you reached out to me. I didn't have to reach out to you. With my car insurance and my home insurance, you reach out to me before I reach out to you. Uh, In my past experience, I never hear from my insurance guy. It just keeps rolling over and over and over again. Why is it so important to reach out every year? And better yet, you do it, not me reaching out to you. Yeah, so, you know, that's one of the things that I find very important, uh, just having that customer engagement, things change. Um, Things come up all the time. Make an addition to your home, buy some new jewelry, get married, get a nice ring. You need to have scheduled on your homeowners. A lot of things that change. Um, So we want to make sure that we're staying on top of that year after year, making sure that, you know, we're adjusting for any of those changes for your life. Health insurance-wise, you might start getting a little bit more sick the older we get. And, um you know, we want to make sure that we've got a plan with as low as deductible that we can get and nice co-pays to see your primary and specialty doctors or whatever you need. So we're always engaging with that, making sure we have the appropriate coverages uh, with our insurance. You have a you have a new system, if I'm not mistaken, that makes it really easy for new clients, new customers, new partners. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that process. Yeah, so we can do free, no-obligation quotes for people. And instead of sitting on the phone with us asking you questions about your home and, you know, whatever else, um, you know, for 45 minutes, we can send you a link. You give us access, and we can look at your policies real quick. We answer our own questions, start putting together our quotes for you. And then we can go and have an actual apples-to-apples conversation with you um, first time out of the shoot instead of wasting all of your time just asking a bunch of random questions. How do people get a hold of you, E? Easiest way is 303-790-8089, and we'd love a chance to give you a non-obligation quote and try to earn your business. Okay, give us that number again. 303-790-8089. E, have a great day, man. You as well. See you, pal. Thanks. Bye. It's time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. 
Just In Case You Missed It is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. All right, just in case you missed it, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers agreed on a restructured one-year contract that will keep him in San Francisco for the season. The contract contains a no-trade and no-tag clauses, assuring that Jimmy G will remain a Niner throughout the season and then will have the freedom to leave in 2023. Seems a little bit odd to me, but what does this mean for Garoppolo and for Trey Lance, the 49ers' projected starter? Keeps him away from Seattle, which I would imagine has to be part of the equation. I don't know about the Trey Lance dynamic. Is there something brewing in uh, behind closed doors in San Francisco about Trey Lance and his readiness right now? I don't know. I do know this. Jimmy G is one heck of an insurance policy. They didn't have any offers that they liked. So why not just keep the Keep them? Yeah. Sure. It's really that simple. And yes, he's a pretty good, he'd be more than a pretty good backup. Um, I would love him as a backup. Mm-hmm. You know, you trust this guy to start two games. Oh, if Trey Lance goes down, sure, heck yes, I do. Yeah. Pretty good insurance policy for a defense that's considered one of the best in the league. Yeah. Just in case you missed it, twenty nine thousand four hundred and two fans attended opening night of Serena Williams's final U.S. Open, making it an all time night session record for the tournament. In attendance was a laundry list of celebrities that included Bill Clinton, Spike Lee, Lindsey Vaughn, Bella Hadid, Queen Latifah, Mike Tyson, Gladys Knight, and Martina uh, Navratilova. Do you view her upcoming matches or a uh, single match as must-watch television? I didn't know. I, I knew she was playing last night. I kept kind of apprised of how she was doing. It, she swept the the opponent she was playing. No, it's not appointment viewing for me because I'm just not I'm just not that big of a tennis fan, to be really honest. But I will tell you this, she gets further along into this thing with a chance to win it. I'm all about it then. Yes, I'll pay attention. Sure. Yeah. I'll pay yeah. attention as well. Yeah, that's about it. I love watching Serena Williams out there. I just kinda wish she was one of my interns. Oh God. It's actually not a bad Bill Clinton, though. I, I appreciate you saying that, Bruce, because I'm from a that was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, <laughs> just in case you missed it. There was a great specials going on, especially with Labor Day coming up. All high noon 12 packs are $21.99 with instant scan coupon. Eight packs on sale with instant scan coupon. And oh, by the way, um, here's something else. All sizes of domestic wines. All sizes. All domestic wines. 15% off 750 milliliter bottle. Great sales going into Labor Day. That's going to do it for us. Zach and Alex, great job today. Bruce, you were nothing short of marginal. Oh, but I was worse, worse than, than you. Worse than that. But I was worse than you. So at least you were better than me. Yeah, we'll suck it up and play harder tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. Make it the best possible day you can.